So I'm ready to jump on here once again. It's been about a week and a half or maybe up to two weeks since I last posted something or maybe longer, whatever the case may be. And um, last last time I kind of spoke about the new changes that my podcast is, is taking um, and what's going to be added on and what will be taken off. And it's all for a good, as I said before. Uh, this past weekend, I actually went to the Run for the Blue or Run for the Blue uh, 5K with John, my co-host, who um, couldn't make it on today. I actually didn't tell him I was going to record something today. But um, just because it was spontaneous, it was something that I just had in my mind. Uh, the episode that we recorded there, it's not going to be published until... Uh, maybe the end of this week or maybe next week and so i didn't want to wait that long to introduce him and so i want or and i honestly do not want to wait that long to record something period okay so the topic for today uh and it's something that i've been thinking about coming off of what i said last episode which is talking about what men go through and what we have in our minds, what exactly troubles us and something that's beautiful, but at the same time, it does cost us a lot of mental strength, right? Um, one of the biggest things that's been helping me is I've been attending Latin Mass, and it's really opening up my eyes, opening up my my faith. I'm getting back to the church and, and through the to the landmass, and so one one of the things that that came to me was fatherhood. Why not open up the new episode speaking about fatherhood? Because I feel it's it's extremely important to talk about the the struggle of being a father. Because although it is beautiful, it has its its moments where that that takes that take a, takes a toll on us, right? Like I've said many times, I've had to make certain decisions from for my family that have cost us a lot. I've risked too much, and um, up to the point that we had to leave our city, which is, you know, I'm from Dallas, but once I married my wife, I moved down to Houston, and I loved Houston. I honestly did not want to leave. Uh, it was very difficult for me to leave, but out of need and seeing that God kind of had a plan for us, we had to leave. So we came to Dallas, and, and now we're here, settled in Dallas. And uh, all because of choices, so many choices. Uh, I left a job that was very toxic, uh, getting mistreated, uh, and seeing that there was no—it wasn't good for me. Mentally, it wasn't good for me at all. I was struggling very much. I would come home, and, and, and I would start arguing with my wife. I would start fighting with her. Uh, not physically, right? It was just arguments. Uh, and it wasn't good for my family. So I, I decided to leave that job as soon as I found another. And I did. But it was more of a physical labor type of thing. And so for those who, who know me know that I have a back problem. I injured myself working one, one time. And ever since then, I've been I've been pretty bad. So I can't do any physical labor. And so... Because of that, I had to leave that job, and I went on to become a salesman, blah, blah, and um, that's when things started going down. However, we saw that 
things really started going down last year when I turned down a, a, a teaching possibility here in, in, in Dallas. And so by turning that that possible that opportunity down, I things slowly began to to just go downhill. And so all it all came into its to its climax, I guess, around February when we just saw no way out. My car had just been repoed. Um, we were about to get evicted from our apartment, and so we had to act fast. And when I mean fast, I mean from one day to another. And so my wife came up with the idea to reapply to that opportunity, that teaching opportunity, and see what they said and see what they say. And so I did. And they pretty much said, yeah, they're, they're going to accept me and, and for me just to to reapply and go through the process. And I did. But in between that, I didn't have a job. We were struggling. Like I've said before, we lost a whole car. We almost lost our apartment, almost got kicked out. And so we decided to move to Dallas for me to find a job in order to start paying things off little by little and and just wait for the school to begin and to get accepted by the district. And so little by little, I mean, I'm going to talk about my faith because it's something that's that's strong in me. Uh, I noticed that God wanted something with us. I noticed that that things were happening for a reason. It's not just a coincidence. I don't believe in coincidences. I do believe that that God has has a has something planned for us. And so we moved here. But although I believed that God had a plan, I I there was no way for me to feel him. So this is where being the head of the family comes in. I know that my wife and my son and my second son who's about to be born shortly in September I know that they they need someone to kind of guide them, right? And that person is me. I'm supposed to take certain decisions, of course, together with my wife. I don't take decisions without her unless I know for, for a fact that it's going to be okay. But besides that, most of my decisions go through her, and we talk about it. We come to an agreement, and if we disagree, then no action is taken. Well... As a man, all these decisions, all these ideas, everything is stored in my mind. So I just keep it there, and I struggle with it day in, day out. And I began to push God away. I know many of you are probably thinking, why am I talking about God? What does God have to do with all of this? Well, he has a lot to do with it. He has everything to do with it because it is through him that certain decisions, which is based off of discernment, um, he grants us a vision to be able to see exactly what he wants us to do through signs, through actions. And so I need to learn to read those actions. I need to learn to read those signs. And it was very difficult for me because I was, I, I, all I wanted was money. All I wanted was to become something for my family so that they they wouldn't struggle. Well, behind all that, 
was a selfish reason. I just wanted everything for me of freedom, the freedom of money, the freedom of, of time, the freedom of everything. And then I put my family second, which was a bad idea. So making all these decisions, I did it selfishly. I did it thinking about me only and not about my family. And so by doing that, I, I put my family at the border of poverty, at the border of losing everything. Everything that we built, my wife and I, before my son came, it was all going to, to waste. And so moving here to Dallas uh, was a big step. I, I was more than willing to do it just because it's my city. I know the city, know it, but everything has changed, everything. Um, uh, I didn't think I was going to feel like a stranger. And so loneliness came even more. And as a head of a family, it's hard to guide your family when you feel lonely, when you have pushed, pushed God to the side. And so I didn't know what to do. Luckily, during this time, I was I had read some articles on the land mass um, that intrigued me. I was very intrigued by what I was reading. Young people having big families going to a mass on Sundays, all in Latin. And I, for some reason, I'm an ex-seminarian. For those who don't know, I was on my way to the priesthood uh, from 2011, 2010, 2011, all the way to 2015. June 28th, 2015, to be exact, is the day I left the seminary. I was, I was in New Jersey, and um, June 28th, uh, 2015, I left uh, New Jersey and came back to Dallas. And that's when a, a whole new chapter of my life began again. But as a seminarian, for some reason, I just thought that the Latin Mass no longer existed. That uh, after Vatican Second Vatican Council, it was just done. Uh, it didn't exist. And so I never really thought about it. I just knew us as a Latin rite. So that's where I was just at, you know, the Latin rite. Um, and when I came back, maybe a couple years after, um, two years after I met my wife, then I married her. Uh, and shortly after that, that's when I came across an article on the Latin Mass, which really made me think. Because how how is it possible that all these people are going to a mass that in which it's it's a whole different language? No one understands it, but yet they're going, and it's people my age with big families that they're having kids, um, they're taking the liturgy seriously, and so I had. At this time of loneliness and this time of uh, not knowing what to do, pushing God away, trying to do everything uh, with my own strength, I noticed that um, this Latin Mass was kind of calling me. And so I went on. I, I, I started applying to jobs. And my first week here, I had five interviews and 11 calls from different jobs. And um, compared to my four or five months in Houston not not being able to get one call or one interview. Uh I was in need. I was I was truly in need. 
I saw my, my wife all pregnant and uh, my son running around and I cried. I cried tears. I, I, I had tears running down my cheeks several, several times, not just once, not twice, maybe, maybe about a good seven to 10 times. I, I cried because I, I, me personally, I could not do anything. There was nothing for me to do. So one of these jobs finally called me a receptionist and I will for, forever be grateful to them. They they took me in. They gave me a job, started me off at a good pay, and little by little started building things up. Now, this is where the land mass comes in. Being lonely and, and lost and, and, and everything, I knew I couldn't guide my family as I should. I being ahead, being being the the final word in things, I, I how how could I when I myself am lost? And so, luckily, there was a Latin Mass church, modern day Catholic church, just about eight minutes away from my job. And um, out of curiosity, after researching more and more and more, I decided to attend. So I attended. Luckily, Mass is act. It's is really just at my lunch break. I go for lunch at twelve. At twelve fifteen, Mass begins, and around twelve. 45 50 it ends and so i decided to go just out of curiosity i was not planning to ever attend again just to go and see what what the hype was about and so i went and i was blown away it was a low mass and i found god i i can honestly truly after having missing missing him for such a long time, not feeling him, not knowing where to go uh, and what to do, I, in this mass, found him. I rediscovered him. I felt him. And so little by little, that's when I began to, to continue going, um, which this will be a topic for another time. I just wanted to give a little background of my faith on where I'm at because I feel it's important for for men, not not just not just men, but also women and, and children, even to kind of find themselves in one way or another in a religious surrounding, because it is through religion, and and I do believe it's through the Catholic Church. Whether I get a lot of people thinking otherwise, I honestly believe that it is through the Catholic Church that one truly finds happiness that one truly finds an answer to life that one truly finds what they're looking for it's it's some it's many people just leave but they don't see the beauty behind it they don't see the real the real what can i say the the true meaning behind everything right well anyways in order for a guy a man to guide his family he needs to have that that assurance that there is something else out there that he can't do it on his own he can bust his butt um working he can he can work 70 hours a week he can work 80 hours a week but at the end of the day there's no happiness there we can't do anything we our family needs us and it's a struggle, I know, 
because all you want to do is provide for them. Give them what they deserve. They deserve a big house. They deserve to have clothing. They deserve to live um, good, not to have anything missing, have food on the table. And the only way for, for you to do that is to to work, to slave away, to just forget about anything for you. Just go and work so that they can have all that. We only think of, of the material things. But honestly, all they care about more than the material things are the emotional things. And with the emotional comes spiritual. I believe that... That yeah, I can work, I can do what I I have to, but I have to always make time for my family. Just for example, this right here. In order for me to podcast, I spend time with my family. My son's asleep, my wife is asleep, so I come here and I have and I podcast. Why? Because I feel that I have a message. I feel that I've I've spent my time with them. They're resting now. It's time for me to be able to share this with you. To encourage you that as a head of a family, yeah, sometimes you're going to have to risk. You're going to have to do things that you don't want to do. You'll be afraid to do, but they may be necessary. I was I was reading something on Facebook. It's funny because I don't have Facebook. I, I just, I mean, I do have a Facebook, but I don't really use it. And uh, one time that I got on there, a, it was, I think it was a brother-in-law who had posted something on welding. And it said some gentleman, uh, an, an ex-welder, he had written an experience he had. It was very sad. He said that he would work, I think, I believe it was about 80 hours a, a day welding. He was a welder. He was making good money. He was bringing about $5,000 each week, you know, giving his 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 wife everything she needed uh, and wanted, right? And one day she told him that not to go to work, that she, she was... You know, she wanted him there, that she missed him all the time. And he didn't take it seriously. He kind of defended himself by saying that he needed to work. He needed to have that money so that they could have a good life. And so he didn't see that warning. She was warning him, and she he didn't see that. And so what happened was that she killed herself. She was depressed, and she killed himself. Uh, she killed herself. And so he pretty much wrote that because he was writing it while he was drunk. He said that we need to take our family our family more serious than our job. That nothing's more important than our family. Jobs come and go, but our family they don't. Once they die, they 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 die, they're dead. There's no bringing them back. And so we will regret not having spent that that time with our family. Um, but what was I saying this? Oh, I was saying this because, yeah, jobs, they're great. They come and go. But at the end of the day, our family's more important. Them having us around is more important than us being at work. Material things come and go. But you... Being there for your family, being there for your kids. I know some of you are, are going to, to backlash me, maybe even comment something something against what I'm saying. That No, that working money, making money, making money is the most important thing. It's not. 
It really isn't. I mean, I wasn't making money, but I was striving for money, and I put my, my family at risk. A risk, a borderline poverty. Our credit is horrible. I'm still trying to build that, rebuild it up. But it's important that us as heads are there because our family forms a body with us as in one. But a body can't function without the head. I go to the Latin Mass to pray and to ask God for guidance, and I receive it. I still have my character. Don't get me wrong. I still have my character. I still have uh, my, my, my own way of being, right? But he helps me little by little. If you don't have a religion, if you don't believe in anything... At least believe in your family. Believe that they they need you. Because we exist for a reason. And once again, I don't want this. In later episodes, I'll talk more more profoundly about certain things, certain certain philosophies, certain uh, theological man, uh, matters. Uh, but for the most part, it's it's all going to be conversations with men uh, like me, like you. Uh, that go through things, husbands, uh, anyone, right? Religious, not religious. My focus is always going to be religious. So if you don't want to hear anything re uh, on religion, uh, just don't listen, okay? Uh, but I will be stressing religion uh, very much. And so why is it important to be to speak about our struggles as a head? Because it's hard. Like I, I was telling my wife the other day, yes, it's hard. I don't, I don't speak about it. I don't talk about it. I have my own things, but I'm going through things. I am. I really am. I just don't talk about it. And so I find it very important. So the other day on Sunday, I actually spoke to her about it, what I was going through, the struggles I was going through, the actions I wanted to take against myself. I honestly wanted to harm myself because I found myself uh without an escape i thought it was better for me to be gone and my and my wife to find someone else someone better someone who can take her out of it but then speaking to her it helped me out so much i was able to open up i cried in front of her which i don't like crying in front of her this this hispanic this mexican machismo comes out i don't like crying but yet i cried in front of her and I cried multiple times. We were praying actually at um at the dinner at the dinner table, and uh, we we were praying. We did morning prayer, and I just started weeping. I I gave her my experience, and I started weeping. I wept for a good I don't know couple of minutes one time, and then once again, and then again. I think I cried about three or four times just in that that short while, and so. It is something that we go through. It is something that we need to talk about. And so I would love to hear your stories. So if there are any men out there who are going through things and um, would like to come on the show, let's do it. I'm ready. I have some people lined up um, to act, that I'm actually interested in their stories. I need to get them on the show. I need to record it uh, and then publish it so that you can see that you're not alone. I'm not alone. I know many people who are going through what I'm going through. 
So if you're that man who needs that, that to hear other men like you struggling, but knowing that there is a way out, just shoot me a comment. Let's talk about it. Um, but not as a therapy. I'm not, I'm not a therapist. I'm not here to tell you what to do with your life. I might have my opinions just like you might have your opinions, but I'm not a therapist. I'm not a psychiatrist. I'm not a, I'm nothing. I'm not a doctor, nothing. I'm just an ex seminarian who has a philosophy degree and a regular man who lives in this world where we see that the role of the man is being diminished, that the role of the man is being, uh, ex it, it, it's being demolished. It no long, it's no longer existing. So as a, as a man, I want to tell you, you have a way out. My way out, and I see it as a truth, is, is through religion, through the Catholic Church. I find it in the Latin Mass. You may find it in a different in a different group in a different in a different I don't know area, but let's do this together. Let's let's become a team, and let us talk about everything. Don't be afraid. Well, uh, I just wanted to kind of spontaneously get on here, talk about what I had on, in my mind, and um, also to to let you know that. I will be posting every week, whether it's with John or if it's by myself. Um, we will be interviewing people here and there. Uh, but mostly, it'll be every week, one or the other. And so, I really want to build this podcast up. I really want it to, to, to hit the mainstream, especially for men. Because I find it very important. So, I'm not... I'm nowhere near qualified to get sponsorship from, from anything or from anybody yet. I don't have enough listens. Uh, so if you can, you know, share this podcast with people. If you like it, please share it. Share it. Spread the word. Help me out here. And if you find it in your heart to kind of help me out with something, you can also check. I think it's down below in the comment section on Spotify. And it's also going to be on the YouTube page down below below in the description, the Spotify page, where you can actually just support me. You can donate whatever you want. Uh, it's called listener support. So if you like it, you can donate a dollar, I think 50 cents, a dollar, whatever, whatever you feel in your heart. If you want to help me out uh, to do this, um, I really do hope to one day be able to sp to spread to all men to help them uh just as i've always been helped there are men in my life that, that have helped me out given me their experiences and and it's truly helped so i would like to be a pioneer of of this this man right to help to help everybody so if you find it in your heart check the listener support down below donate whatever you'd like and uh, I hope to to hear from you soon and tune in for next episode, which I hope, I hope, I hope, I hope, I hope it's with John. And also stay tuned for the Run for the Blue episode, uh, which before I forget, please support the blue, support the police, support, um, support all good causes, you know, especially the police. 
they've done so much for us. Uh, yeah, sure. Certain things may not be right. Uh, but where there's power, there's always corruption. But more than, man, more than 98% of the police are good people. They're, they're there to help us out. So that being say, said, tune in next time and don't miss any episodes. See ya.